It is showtime, baby. Here we go. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. And you can see he's rising to the occasion. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Oh, awesome baby with a cap of the way. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. This is your captain, baby. Hey, come with me. The doctor is now in. And a good Friday afternoon to you live from the Westgate, Las Vegas, the world-famous Superbook. T.C. Martin in the house, our Friday home, no better place to be on a Friday or, frankly, any day for that matter than the Westgate, Las Vegas, for the world-famous Superbook here, non-smoking Superbook. Come over here and enjoy in style, whether it's food, beverage, entertainment, the Westgate, Las Vegas. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo, my tag team partner here on Friday, wagertalk.com. We are going to handicap the huge Saturday card, the monster Saturday college basketball card, as I like to say. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more coming your way today. Jay Cornegay, the Vice President of Operations here inside the Superbook. He'll join us a little bit later on this hour. And the next hour, B-Sal, our good friend Brian Salmon, the News Director over at Channel 3 will join us, and uh, yeah, we got plenty to talk to him about all things Las Vegas. Marco, what is happening, my friend? Just a fabulous Friday in Vegas. Been a crazy week of weather here for Vegas. This is what I left Pittsburgh for. <laughs> Come out here to be nice. Where's it at? Yeah. Where's it at? Yeah. Uh, where's our water at? I think Bev's on vacation today. I don't know what happened here. She took a elongated break. There it is. What did you say, Marco? Oh, Marco wants margaritas, too. A little margarita to go with that. Yeah. Mango margarita to go with that water. Again, what's this? I see margaritas on the uh, your timeline the other day. Oh, we got margaritas delivered to, to the show. And I and I did send you, like, an invite. You could have came and par- partake. I was busy, and I got I got the invite about an hour before showtime as well. Hey, the, the, the invite was there. The invite, the invite was, there. was valid. Okay, <laughs> that, that is not a past post. Right? You snooze, you lose. That's right. Except uh, I didn't get a chance to drink too much of it because uh, Numchuck was there, and then uh, Michelle, my bell, was there. You know. Our outstanding uh, receptionist and whatever else. You know, she does everything there. Uh, so our, our fantastic crew. Thank you, Bev. Appreciate it. Thank you, Bev. I appreciate you. Bev, cocktail server of the year. Again, 19 years on running. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had margaritas. Shout out again to our good friend Heidi Glassman and, and Who Songs for delivering the uh, margaritas on National Margarita Day. Were you aware that it was National Margarita Day? Do you realize that every day is National Something Day? Yes, I, I, I do now. <laughs> that day. And actually, what was it, Numchuck? That day was shared with someone else. That was blasphemy. Uh, it's like National Cupcake National Day Baked Potato Day or something like that? Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, yeah. There it is. National right. Margarita Day. February 22nd. I got that embedded into my brain now, each and every year. It's going to be an annual tradition? I think so. All yeah, right. There it is. We, you know, There's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, there's something bad with drinking and driving. There's nothing wrong with drinking and doing sports talk radio. I heard it was one of your better shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're killing me. Thank you, Numchuck, for not hitting the old rim job there. You know, he's probably got a margarita yeah. still left from the other day. <laughs> exactly. I have breaking news. You got breaking news? I have breaking news. All right, let's go breaking news. Uh, let's go to our on-the-spot reporter. Uh, I don't know who it is today. I guess it's Numchuck standing in the middle of the cold in Las Vegas. Numchuck, what is our breaking news? I can't believe I'm doing this. I've never done this before because I, I don't know if I can trust this guy. What's going to come out of his mouth? Go ahead. March 24th is National Cheesesteak Day. Cheesesteak Day. Cheesesteak Day. We got to get a March, sponsor. Hold on. I'm, put, I'm in. I, I'm putting it down. <laughs> March 24th. That's got a great ring to it. And also, it's National Chocolate Covered Raisin Day. Really? Okay. What's March 15th? I want to know what March 15th is. National Tequila Day. National what? Tequila Day? We just had Margarita Day last oh. this week. Did you know that? February 22nd is National Margarita Day. The 15th is National Peanut Lover Day. National Peanut Lover Day. Okay. There it is. All right. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right. March 15th. Very special day. (laughs) Peanuts here. Get your peanuts. Charmaine the peanut vendor. Y'all like that. All right. Anyway, Marco, we got a lot to uh, discuss today. We got lots of college basketball. You feeling pretty feisty today? A little bit. We, I'm sure there's a couple games that mean you might, uh, you know, have a little sumo match on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I, you, we could talk all the wrestling analogies you want. I'm not a sumo guy. Okay. Now you, you go for the amount of food you, you eat. You should be. <laughs> okay. I, I've heard that before. I know. No. I, I've seen it. <laughs> Listen. I still haven't even hit the, the the light heavyweight division. Okay, I don't know if you know you know the the boxing uh, you know weights are, but I'm still I'm still in the the middleweight, the super middleweight division. Ah, yes, I irritates see. Irritates me. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me get my powder out. Hold on, hold on. I got I got to. Chuck's got the music. I see. I got You do get this with my. I stop. Ah, and then throw throw. I throw the salt up in the air, and the powder. I tug up on my. I don't know what that's called, a G-string, or I don't know what... You Not know, a G-string. I'm ready. Who you like, man? Well, before we went on air, we were talking about the, the big game for Saturday. I mean, it. this is a game that, for us here in Vegas, we get to see the conference tournament, yes. the you know West Coast Conference, and it's been, let's face it, it's been a two-horse race for a decade, last decade for sure, of St. Mary's and Gonzaga. And every year, you know, they battle it out. But when they get here, in the end, generally it's the last man standing is Gonzaga. They should rename uh, <laughs> the arena over at the Orleans again after the Zags. because they Bulldog Arena? Yeah. Bulldog Arena, whether it would be uh, south. There you go. There you go. All right. And they travel well here. I mean, it, that's... That's one of the longest-standing uh, tournaments here in Vegas, obviously outside of you know the Mountain West Conference one, and it's always entertaining. And but uh, this year it's going to be got ESPN trucking up to Gonzaga to, for this one. It's College gonna, game day tomorrow, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's big. And when I saw the opening number, I was like, this this can't be right. They're 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 begging you to take a Gonzaga. You're, you're right. The opening number was not right. Okay. It had Gonzaga open at one and a half. Yeah. And uh, it should have been a lot more than that. Now, I, I say a lot more. You go, well, maybe a couple points more. Yeah. And since that line opened up at one and a half, I believe it's already gotten bet up to minus three and a half or four. And I say deservedly so. I love Gonzaga in this game. 
What say you? I'm looking at, you know, say, and again, you know my style of handicapping. I'm a, I'm a contrarian. I, I look for angles. I look for, you know, I use the stats and everything. I personally think Gonzaga is just a notch below what they've been in the last three, four years, in my opinion. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're a good team. They're a top 25 team. They deserve the rankings that they have. But I just don't think top to bottom, this team is as good as the last couple additions we've seen. Gonzaga is down in comparison to where they were the last couple seasons. They don't have the depth of personnel. But this is a team that is still better than St. Mary's. I think some people are getting fooled with St. Mary's. I love St. Mary's. You know I love Randy Bennett. He's a good friend. Uh, but they do not match up that well with Gonzaga in this game, uh, in, in my opinion. Uh, the Zags still got the guard play. They still got Timmy down low. Like I said, they don't really have the depth. But this Gonzaga team, since that loss to Loyola Marymount, uh, have been focused. They now know, okay, the calendar has now changed. We're getting ready to flip to March now. And like you said, this is their time. Uh, going back to the WCC tournament, though, one of my favorite tournaments. Been covering it a, a, a long time. As you know, the big seven-footer comes to town, mm-hmm. and I put my green and gold on for him with USF when they're here, but mm-hmm. I immediately usually go change it to some red, white, and blue uh, <laughs> with Gonzaga or St. Mary's. Uh, love the tournament. Uh, love the atmosphere at the Orleans. Like you said, Gonzaga really travels well. And, uh, you know, we usually see the best of Gonzaga when they come here. Now, remember, St. Mary's did beat Gonzaga uh, three years ago. Uh, they beat them. Uh, and then Zags came back and got some revenge. This is a game that they played two weeks ago. All right? It was two weeks ago from yesterday on the Thursday night. They played in Moraga. And St. Mary's won the game 78-70. to uh, Great spot for them. Uh, Randy Bennett had just got his 500th win uh, as well, too. This is a revenge game, yes, for Gonzaga, and this is a real thing with the Zags and their program. We saw when they lost uh, at home to break the 70-game winning streak when Marymount beat them, shocked them, and the Zags were nearly a 20-point favorite in that game. Uh, They came back and just spanked Marymount by 45 points. They were on a mission. I think they're going to be on just as much of a mission this time because this game is at home uh, with revenge. You mentioned college game day with ESPN. Tickets, the cheapest ticket you can get for this game right now in the kennel, $850. $850 to go see this game. I'm glad ESPN is sending the crew, Reese Davis and the crew out there. I'm really happy about that. This this should get all the uh, attention that it deserves. But uh, I think the line is a little bit short. I think Gonzaga wins this game, if not by six, seven points, maybe even double digits. Very well could happen. Um, you look at the meeting, the, the first meeting, you know, both teams shot basically about the same for the game. Uh, difference is uh, three-point range. Gonzaga only took 11 three-pointers in that game, which is, you know, a little bit out of character there. They hit where they were 4 of 11. St. Mary's was 6 of 24, so they really didn't shoot the three well in that game. They still got the win. Uh, Foul shots were equal, and those are the things that whenever I go back and look at the previous meetings, you know, I'm going to, first I'm going to look at the box score and see if you see anything out of the ordinary from the box score in the first meeting. Then I look and see the situations leading up to that game. Uh, Was there anything, you know, in the previous game? But when it's the two marquee teams, 
it doesn't matter. It's it's that game. That's where all the the focus is. Now, as you said, a lot of times, it's a good angle to look at maybe fading those teams after that game. And I talk about it all the time, like in baseball, when the Yankees and Boston play a series. I'm going to look to f- go against those teams in game one of their very next, you know, series because you don't leave anything, you know, in the tank. Everything's laid out on the field. In this case, be laid out on the court. And with all the added exposure because of the ESPN crew being there for game day. But to think about $850, the cheapest seat for a college basketball game. Yeah. And we're not talking, this isn't ACC. Yeah. Big 12 showdown. It's not a luxury arena either. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I, obviously, I've never been there, and uh, but you know that's what makes college basketball so special. I mean, we all love the college football in getting to the championship, and we talk about it. You know, it's three quarters. You know, politics. You know, with a committee and so forth, and then you know, with the talent, we did get. You know, one of the smaller schools get into the championship game with TCU this year. We saw what happened. But in college basketball, when we get to March Madness and you have Selection Sunday and all 64 teams start with the same record, it's mm-hmm. zero and zero. And, you know, it's the race to the last man standing. And it makes it fun. I mean, there's always going to be somebody that jumps up that you, you know, say hey, they were, you know, kind of good. I mean, the years that Loyola, Chicago, uh, Butler, Wichita States, Creighton before they moved to the Big East, when those teams make deep runs in the tournament to me that's good for college sports i like to see that and we've seen what was it a few years ago virginia was a number one seed and they lost to a 16 seed i can't i can't remember who beat them but it was a few years ago and then they come back the next year you know for the championship maryland baltimore county there it is okay (laughs) yeah uh going back to that first game though two weeks ago Gonzaga led by double digits. Actually, Gonzaga led at halftime. They're up 32-24. If you remember, this game went to overtime, and then that's when Gonzaga couldn't hit anything. St. Mary's went on fire, and it was it was the guard play, their point guard who just shot out of his mind. Strother, who is their leading scorer and their best player for Gonzaga, he only had 10 points in this game. And again, that is in 45 minutes of play. He's not coming into the – he's not getting 10 points in this game. So, again, there's certain things when you see – like you said, a revenge situation or a player has a down game, especially in a big a big rivalry game like this, they usually come up big. And I think that's what you're going to get. You're going to get an A-time, A-plus effort. Gonzaga is not going to lose to St. Mary's. The line is short on this. And uh, you want to be safe. You can play the money line. That's fine. But I think you can you can lay whatever goes off it. Uh, it tip off three, three and a half, four, whatever. Uh, I just think it's a very... Good spot for the Zags, and guess what? Mm-hmm. We're going to be sitting here and talking about this in two weeks. Mm-hmm. That the rubber match is going to be the final <laughs> between St. Mary's and Gonzaga at the Orleans Arena. They each won one game, and who knows what could happen at that point in time. And that's happened several times, yeah. you know. And it, it's good. Uh, that's a game that you know. I if we get to that final, I might be looking for a ticket. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go see that one. There we go. Um, so, with all that being said. Well, you know, we have to, you know, bring back the, the wagers here. So, what's at stake here? And I, with the with the parentheses on stake, you like St. Mary's. I like Gonzaga. Come on, big boy. What do you got? Well, let's let's see what this line settles at. And I know this sounds weird, and we talk about my style of handicapping. That 
when the when the line came out at one and a half. Okay, first they did a, a double check. I'm like, this can't this can't be right. Like, oh wait, is this a neutral court game? Yeah, is this game at St. Mary's? Because you nope. know the line was three. St. Mary's was three when they played at home, and both teams have one loss since then. That's it. Uh, both teams are playing at the top of, the, of their game, and so if you just do the switch on uh, home court, at a minimum, Gonzaga should have come out minus three, three and a half. And I'm like, the one and a half, they're, you know, they're begging you. This is this also almost looks like stealing money. And and I'll talk to her when we talk with our good buddy Jay, to, you know, uh, coming up in another segment today. It's like. Vegas doesn't hand out free lunches, okay? I mean, that, you know, either... You get too caught up in that about what the line... If somebody makes a mistake with the line, they make a mistake with the line. It's not like, you know, that somebody knows something more more than you or I. Forget that. I and I wish Jay was here, so, you know... He'll be here in 10 minutes. He'll be here. It's a... I give the bookmakers more respect than most people yeah. do. Okay. Everybody, you know, and you have to have that mentality, but everybody thinks they're smarter than the books. Okay. Anybody that bets professionally, you know, that's the thing. But I give them their respect. And there's certain, you know, we talk about it in football. Whenever there's uh, the line sitting, should be at three. Okay. But it's not. It's sitting at two and a half or it's sitting at three and a half. That means something to me. You know, when they're off that that key number in to what direction. And I know, you know, the guys that chase numbers down around town, when they see a two and a half on a football game, they're going to bet the two and a half. Okay. They want that number. Okay. The the teams don't matter. But for me, there's a reason it's two and a half. And I'm going to look hard. But but now you're talking about you like. You like St. Mary's, and now you're getting actually added value, and you're t- you're talking yourself out of St. Mary's. Why? You're getting more value if you believe in them. I think you're on the wrong side, but but I believe they're here nor there. What I'm saying is that while most people think it's value, I smell something rotten whenever a line is well, off. That means you're coming to the right side. You're coming to my side. Okay. So, <laughs> no. like I said, what is at stake here? Yeah. I don't know that this one's going to be official play for me or not yet. Oh, okay. Okay, so we'll we'll see. I, oh, we got the sizzle. Yeah, we got a little sizzle exactly. going. Yeah, are we we grilling over mesquite or what are we what are we sizzling over here? <laughs> uh, that that that's got to be that's got to be a charcoal fire right there. That's yeah. charcoal. Okay. Okay. Uh, hopefully it's not a. A flat top, because I don't do steak on, on a flat top. You know what I mean? Unless <laughs> I'm doing like high steak tacos. I am high maintenance. You are high maintenance. Gonzaga is the number one scoring team in the nation. All right? They're the number one offensive team in the nation. They're at home. They've won, what, 73 out of their last 74 home games. Aren't they like eight? No, aren't they 80 and one straight up at home? Yeah. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. And they cover, they cover numbers, as you well know. Yeah. I mentioned, you know, going on the road and beating... Marymount by 45, and then what they beat Pacific last night by 30, whatever that number was, right? Give uh, both teams credit for coming to play last night with such a big game on deck. Mm-hmm. You know, especially because th- those West Coast teams, you know, Pac-12 does it a lot too, and um, the Big West. You play that Thursday, Saturday. You know, yep. it's a short turn. It's short turnaround, and I, that's a sign of a very good team that. Both were focused last night. Both not only won, but covered large numbers. And yeah, granted, we they're supposed to win with the the spreads that they were laying. But how many times have you seen teams that feel, oh, we just have to show up 
and we're going to win, and you get one of those. They're laying 17, 18 points, and they win by you know eight or nine and just skate through. Uh, so it's going to be a fun game. I'm looking forward to it. Of all the games on the card tomorrow, yeah. that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. And as you said, Gonzaga is the highest-scoring team in the country. They want to play at a faster pace. Yeah. St. Mary's wants to slow it up. They want to get try to get you into that half half court game and sometimes that can frustrate you know those teams that like to go up and down the floor now i've always said the home team should have a better chance of dictating the tempo they want playing at home but uh if it does get into that half court game uh, st mary's they they can do it uh, we'll see what happens in this one tomorrow. They can. They can do. They're, they're a very good team, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't see them sweeping at Zag and not going to happen, especially the revenge motive for the Zags, especially on the road. And, again, Mahaney had the game of his life. Uh that game against uh, Gonzaga. I mean, he, he had 18 points, and most of them were late. He was scoreless in the first half. Uh, but, you know, Mahaney could come up and, and turn in a, a, a seven-point game like he did against, a, you know, UOP the other night. But I, I don't know. You know, for me, if, the, if he's under control, they can, you know, get the ball out of his hands, advantage Gonzaga. And, again, Gonzaga, the better offensive team, the better rebounding team, which is huge as well, too. Huge home court advantage there. Hit the kennel. I think it's a soft, uh, a low price. So, Would yeah. And, and for me, I, you know me. I'm, I'm a, I'm a matchup guy. I'm a matchup guy. I'm a coach's guy. X's and O's, factors, all that emotional side. And you know, to me, this is all says to me advantage Gonzaga. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be all in on this game. Yeah. I see you with a money, money line play on building a ticket with uh, Gonzaga. I'm probably gonna play it straight, and I, I may, I, I will definitely do. A money line parlay with something else to get some nice plus money, mm-hmm. and I think I'm going to do that with the Baylor Bears. Mm-hmm. Talk about that game uh, as well, Baylor and Texas. I think those are the two best games on the card tomorrow, as far as what they mean, what they mean for NCAA tournament seedings, and what they mean to the conference championships. Do you got an opinion on Texas at Baylor tomorrow? There's another low line. Baylor's favored by three, and to me, you know, the only reason that line is three is because what is what uh, Baylor has done lately in the last week where they have slid back. They look like a very tired team, but they're back at home. They've had a couple days at home to get reacclimated, but they had a very, very tough road stretch. And I had this game circled. I, I had it circled because of the last two losses. The last two losses, they had leads, big lead at Kansas. Mm-hmm. And blew that, and then come back. Kansas State had a lead in the first half again. Both second half collapses yes. in both of those games. And for Baylor, yeah. I think that the way they lost the Kansas game on Saturday and having the quick turnaround to go to Kansas State, we use that phrase, lose the same game twice. Yeah. But when they played Kansas last Saturday, I was on Kansas, and it didn't look good in the first half, no question about it. But one of the things I pointed out about Baylor is they were entering on a 10-1 and straight-up streak. Of those 11 games, only two of them were against the top five teams in the Big 12. Now, I know the Big 12 is the best conference in basketball. There's no question about that. I don't. Who, who would you say second? That's a better debate. Um, SEC. Of, SEC. Which uh, is highly unusual for us to say that. But, you know, with 
the way that Alabama's playing and Tennessee's playing. Uh, Kentucky is playing better now. They're going to be there at the end. Uh, Vanderbilt is a team that, you know, watch out for. They could win uh, maybe a game or two in the SEC tournament Until as well, Until they too. went to LSU and lost the other day. Yeah. And then that, that's that's yeah. a bad, yeah, that yeah, was a that bad, was bad loss. You're right. Yeah. Again, I'm not that high on Vandy, but again, looking at what they've done over the last month of the season, you know, very, very improved. You know, Auburn has been one of those teams that they should be better than, than they are. But they show up on occasion. And again, you know, you never know what can happen. Look what South Carolina did to Alabama the other night. I mean, yeah. I mean, they led the majority of that game, and then Alabama ends up winning in overtime. So, so yeah, I, I think that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Big 12 number one, SEC is number two. And then, you know, the, the ACC definitely is not the same, well, no. uh, you know. I mean, heck, when we're talking about North Carolina and Duke maybe not even making the field, for the NCAA tournament, that's something else. I mean, Duke will make it, but Carolina might not. North Carolina has a big game this weekend with uh, Virginia yep. just because you've got a ranked team versus an unranked team, and the unranked team is the favorite in the game. That has been an angle that we've talked about different times during the year, and I think it's hitting like, I think it's like 31 and 16 or something on a year. But as we do, and you know, sometimes we're our own worst enemy because we do these shows, we want to inform people, but when everybody starts talking about something that's working, the books adjust too, okay? And the best case in point was last night, Northwestern went to Illinois. Northwestern's ranked, Illinois's not, and Illinois opened a five-point favorite. That game, everybody and their brother was jumping on Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It, it closed seven and a half. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Two and a half points from the opening number without an injury. And Northwestern stormed out to a big lead. And they had a collapse. And I'll tell you what, in college basketball, the last couple of weeks, there have been a ton of teams that have come from the grave that were down big in the first half and yeah. then have monster second halves because Illinois almost got there. They ended up winning by four, right. still didn't cover the original number, or mm-hmm. which would have been, you know, a real kick if they come back and, you know, win by five or six in guys that got into it late and jumped. What are you yeah. talking about? Some of us got paid. If you played the teaser, baby, or if you played the money line, you won. <laughs> you don't have to sweat that out, Marco. Get- oh, you were sweating. <laughs> you were sweating. I didn't. You know why? You didn't you see know, the score. You know where I was at last night. Oh, that's right. I got pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to see the game. I was diving into my chicken last night, baby. Oh, so good. Shout out to my guy, Johnny Moe. Oh, yeah. And I didn't even know I won until I got a text later that said, hey, congratulations on, on hitting your, your teaser. Actually, it was a money line. And I said, uh, I didn't even know. I feel good. I don't have a problem with the money line parlays. I I still am going to one of these days. We're going to just we're going to drop the Dukes and just go at it with you playing teasers in college basketball. I can't. I, I do don't it. know why you hate, man. I, I, if you, I could, just if don't. you can manipulate the line at the right price, then do it. If you can manipulate the line six points, see, and this is the difference between me and some of the other guys. Like I know guys that don't play. Seven point teasers in football. They only play six. Right. Okay. They they don't want to play the six point teaser in basketball. Or if someone's offering you a ten point teaser, so you got to pick a third team. 
Okay, it's plus you're getting plus one twenty on on a three team ten point teaser. It's all about manipulating the line in your favor. Okay, For, forget that the money line unless it's drastic. Okay, there are a couple places, especially overseas, but there's one here in town where they're offering you, um, uh, you know, a like in football a thirteen point teaser, but it's got to lay two to one. Well, that makes no sense. Right. Okay, but if you want to do a, a ten point teaser, okay, where you're laying one twenty in football. Or to, to get a 10-point teaser in basketball for three teams where you're getting plus 120, that makes sense. But so many people are just, they're hardcore, no, no, no. But, again, you try losing a game by a point or two or three or four, and then you'll come to my side and you'll understand it. While I'm cashing tickets, other people are, I'm not saying it doesn't always work, it always, but, again, if I can manipulate the line at, at the right value, I will do it. When we talk in football, and the reason why I don't like in basketball, when we talk in football, we always say the games you want to tease are the games with the lowest total because points are at a premium. And you're trying to maximize, because if it's a lower scoring game, every point is worth more in that manipulation. When you're doing basketball, the frequency of scoring is so quick, and you're talking about totals in college basketball average 135 you know it's not worth as much to lay the juice and do it because in a heartbeat you can see and that's why a lot of times unless i'm sitting in a sports book or i'm in a poker room and i got games in front of me i don't kill myself by watching every play of a college basketball game especially not in the nba because (laughs) you you know you can get up you know, go get a drink yeah. in the fridge and come back, and there's a ten point difference in you know in a matter of a minute. You know, mm-hmm. team hits a couple threes and a turnover, and boom, that teaser bet you know <laughs> is erased in, in thirty seconds. You could make the case for the the other side of that as well too, as we see teams milk clock. You know, when they have these seven, eight, nine point leads mm-hmm. in the final two, three, even three minutes now. Once you get under that. That last media timeout under four minutes, you see, guy. If a team is up five, six, seven, they are milking, milking, and they and they're giving layups at the other end, and it just opens the door for so many backdoor covers. So, I mean, they you and as you said, I mean, you, there's a lot of runs. You know, you can turn. And so, I think that kind of, you know, I enjoy takes betting. the opposite end of, the, of what you were talking about. But I enjoy more are, so if I'm watching a game in NBA yeah. for the most part, and you see a team kick out to a 10, 12 point lead. I'm looking to jump in and in game there because we know the NBA is nothing but, you know, runs, runs. both yeah, ways. Massive runs. And yeah. if you get one of those games, you can end up getting plus, you know, both sides, it, it, you know, plus points in, in, in live wagering. Mm-hmm. It, that's where you, that's where it's worth it. I've never known you to shy away from a food bet. Wow. Okay. When when I have a let me know by four o'clock. Well, I'll let you know by four o'clock. <laughs> this guy just wants you know. In full disclosure, you're you're like a wife, okay? Because I could do eighty five things right, yeah. and the one thing I do wrong yeah. ends up costing me a meal, and I never hear the end of it. <laughs> just good old fashioned fun, buddy. I know you're lucky Schrader's not here today. I know. You know, this, I know. you're still talking about where's where's that Super Bowl bet payoff? Where's that at, Marco? Are the records still up at the website for the best bet? <laughs> They're up, they'll be up there all year, brother. <laughs> oh, but somehow I lost the food bets. Yeah. 
greatest mystery. That's one of those ones you got to dive deeper into the box but, score but to I see got, what really but, happened. But I got a feeling that you know you really weren't paying for that. I think that the uh, the venue where you were playing at before dinner at the poker table, they ended up paying for those meals. Oh, the, the players at the table, yeah. yeah. There's no question about it. Yeah, they well, contributed. Well, Jay and to I it. will thank those people. <laughs> You are one heck of a poker player. I've never played with you. I'm not a big poker guy, but uh, I understand. You know, when they were talking, uh, they still are. Uh, I was talking to Matt Damon the other day, and he said that they're you know talking about rounders too, and they want to have you been, at the table. Yeah, yeah. They want you at the table. They've been talking about a sequel they, to that movie for yeah. a decade. They want you, Teddy KGB, and Johnny Chang there. You in? I'm in. Yeah. Don't forget Kanish. Yeah, Kanish. I'm more. I'm more. Kanish is gun shy though. But Kanish doesn't like taking any, any he shots. He does. He does. You know, he doesn't take high risk. That, right. And that's me. Okay. Yeah. I. You know, I'll do it occasionally. But you know, is you know, Matt Damon's character yeah. said in there, you can't lose what you don't put in the middle. That's true. But uh, you know, you and you check, 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 <laughs> check, check, <laughs> check. Yes, check, 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 check. Pay that man his money. That's right. <laughs> Jay Cornegate is going to join us when we come back. Is uh, We've got plenty of college hoops to talk about today as well. So we're going to get you caught up uh, today on the latest NFL news as well, too. Uh, of course, every day we're hearing, oh, Raiders, quarterback options. Where's Aaron Rodgers going? Well, like we said yesterday, he came I'm, out of the darkness. I, I am so tired of Aaron Rodgers already. We're not even like a, a uh, little bit over a week past the Super Bowl, and, and I'm, I'm tired of hearing Aaron Rodgers. And look up at the screen, Marco. Spring <laughs> training is underway, baby. There you go. There we go. All right, down a whole lot more coming your way. It's a fabulous Friday edition of the T.C. Martin Show live at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook. Hey, everyone. This is Carnell, a.k.a. Golden Pipes, and I want to welcome you back to the T.C. Martin Show. Marco D'Angelo is looking at me like, what was that? That's Golden Pipes. Your man, Golden Pipes. Okay. Yeah. Carnell Johnson, our guy. I mean, comes on the show and I, he sings. What do you do? All you winners. Do, all you do I is complain. Winners. All you do is complain when you come on the show. That's it. You know that one thing you did wrong. <laughs> That's right. Because oh. I'm now TC the wife, who just collects those food bets from Marco. But that's okay. Marco D'Angelo is in the house. We are joined by the one and only Jay Cornegay, the vice president of sportsbook operations. Here he comes bearing gifts. Look at this. I got my official Hoop Central. From the Superbook Sports here. So is this one of these gizmos where I put over my garbage can? Is that the deal? Or is this where, no, where, where I put this over my bed at night and I practice my jumpers? There it is, yeah. Like I did your, when I was a kid? You can put it on your door. You can put it on your fridge. You can put it on your dry erase board, which I know you have in your bedroom. That's right. right? I do. Yeah. And, my, uh, I'm the X and O guy. Yeah, yeah. It can, uh, it's, it's very flexible. So where's your go? where do you put this up at? I have it on my dry erase board. <laughs> <laughs> That's my guy. <laughs> we'll diagram some plays for you, Marco. So you yeah. know, I'm still trying to erase that you have a whiteboard in your bedroom drawing up X's and O's. <laughs> we all handicap a different way, my friend. <laughs> you know. <laughs> While the steak is grilling, yeah. that, that's that's how I do my handicapping bets, you know. And that steak is grilling, and I'm thinking about the food bets for you. All right, Jay, you can jump in here. Uh, we talked about the Gonzaga-St. Mary's line, obviously the marquee mm. game tomorrow night. Uh, Gonzaga opens a very short favorite, getting bet up a little bit now. 
some thoughts here. Can you tell who's on which side of uh, the game between Marco and I? Do you want to jump in? Because you know we do do these three-way bets. I mean, now, now Mark, we're still waiting for Marco, Jay Schrader, and myself to cash in from the Super Bowl bet. We're still waiting for Marco to take us to dinner. Mm-hmm. But that's coming. So I think Marco's good for it. Right? Oh, oh, yeah. So, of course he's good yeah. for it. Yeah. But uh, so so we're going we're going St. Mary's Gonzaga. You can just who do you like? Well, I, as we were speaking about it just a little <laughs> while ago, it opened like one and a half, right? Yeah. And now it's up to what three and a half? Yeah. Four some places. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with Marco. I, it's just like it looks too easy. <laughs> I go. It looks a little light in my. Okay. Eye. It does. Marco looks. It says it's I too guess. easy, but he. Then he takes St. Mary's, and now he's thinking, wait no. a minute, I'm getting more value on St. Mary's. No, I think I'm off of it now. Yeah. Explain yeah. that to me. Yeah. If guys I, like a team, and then they're getting added value, I mean, stick with the original handicap. Well, Marco, let me ask you this. Are you letting the line movement or the bets right. that are coming in on a particular game influence who you like? What it does for me, and how I explained it to TC, is in football season, when guy, when you have a lot, you hang up a two and a half. Okay, you didn't hang up a three. You, you hung up a two and a half. You're going to have all of your advantage guys that are going to run in. They're going to bet the two and a half just blindly because they're going to lay the two and a half. Mm-hmm. And to me, I look at lines and I say this looks like a trap to me because I respect you guys more more than most people, and uh, I don't say that I'm smarter than you. I when that thing was one and a when it opened at one and a half and I did a show this morning I said they're not going to get a bet on St Mary's at one and a half the world is going to take Gonzaga in revenge on a home floor that they're like seventy six and one or whatever the last how many games they're going to run and bet that and you know that. When it looks that good, somehow it just doesn't seem to work that way, and it comes up roses for you guys. Well, have you ever smelled our roses? Our hold percentage is very, very low. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a very low holding game we're talking about. You know, I'm talking about the world of being a bookmaker, and that low hold percentage is like a you know like a video poker machine, right? We just we take our lumps. You know, we will lose our share of games. When when the industry is saying that it holds, you know, you look at these other jurisdictions. In Nevada, it's probably going to hold around 6% or something like that. Still very low, 6%. And you talk about some of these other jurisdictions that are 5 or maybe even less. You know, we, I mean, we, we win our share. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of lumps out there. We lose our share as well. So... I don't know about a trap game. It's not something when we post a line, we don't like. We don't act like, oh, they're going to bite on this. I mean, I we have the same thoughts as you, but that's what the numbers say. You know, everybody talks about analytics and you know all these, the, all the data that you have around these games. That's what it comes out to be. It says Gonzaga one and a half. Whatever you do from that point, you know, it's it's what we have to deal with, what we have to eat, what we have to own up to, but. Have we lost plenty of those games that have looked, you know, you know, Gonzaga wins by six. We're going to lose. Yeah. And is that possible? Yep. But I, I certainly wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I mean, the thought goes through my head. I'll, I'll, I, but I go, yes. I look. I don't. I don't think of it as a trap game. I look at it as everybody's going to bet Gonzaga. Yeah. I mean, everybody. And I know some people that go. Sorry, everybody 
looks at a lot of people look at it and go, "Wow, you know how how could you bet St. Mary's there, mm-hmm. right at plus one and a half? Even at three and a half, it doesn't look too appealing to me." Right. That's what I'm saying. So it's it's a little shocking that the number is that, and I think and when you say okay, well that's what the line says, you know, to make it, and that's why we put it up. I mean, what goes into that? Are you just are you looking at numbers, the last matchup, or what? Because, I mean, I'm a matchup type of guy, and I see the number one scoring team in the nation. They're a better rebounding team. They're a phenomenal home team. Uh, they're great in revenge situations, but just a matchup-wise, uh, they they just seem to have a, a better roster and better players, especially at the guard position at Gonzaga. So for me, I'm playing St. Mary's. I'm laying Three and a half, four and a half, even five and a half in this situation, because of all those things I just said. I've been locked up all day, <laughs> so this guy's I'm, dealing with Colorado and <laughs> all these other, you know, uh, yeah. other states. You know, oh, I guess I'm surprised I, you're even I got here. Stories. You just get, you just get home from on the jet or what? Yeah, yeah. No, no. There is no. Jet. <laughs> Let's hear some stories. There's no jet. Let's now, hear some Jay Cordegay well, sportsbook stories. Okay, I'm, I'm going to rant a little bit, but just the. You know, I want to say, are there any injuries in this game that I'm not aware of? No. Okay. Okay. So, all right. We've got straight up teams here going one and a half. It's probably going to close like at four tomorrow, maybe four and a half. Who knows? Um, But the the thing I'm going to rant on is about this Paul Fury fight. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This thing drove me nuts yesterday because we couldn't figure out we couldn't get a confirmed uh sanctioning body there were so many uh reports out there that were simply wrong like associated press said the wbc is sanctioning this fight there's other major reporters out there that also said the wbc is sanctioning this fight well then when you look at it no, they're not sanctioning this fight. Mm-hmm. It's it's in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia Federation is sanctioning the fight. Top-ranked ba- boxing is. Well, what happens in that case? It makes it legal in some states, uh, illegal in others. And we couldn't, we couldn't get confirmation from some of these jurisdictions. Hey, is it legal to take this fight in your state? And they said, well, if it's sanctioned by the WBC... Yes. I go, well, that's what we're trying to find <laughs> I go, is it sanctioned by the WBC? And I, I swear, it was like 50% said yes, 50% said no. And so we had to pull it, and we had to wait, we had to dig down. And uh, it ended up being, we operate in seven states. It ended up being legal in two states. Colorado changed their mind this morning. Uh and so we had to reissue those tickets, but it was a nightmare on those type of events. You know, I, you know, I like boxing. I still enjoy a really good boxing match. I really do. But I mean, you don't see them too often. But you know, when when it happens, it's fantastic. And uh, not that this fight's going to be great, but when you're trying to confirm what the rules are and what if you, whether you can take bets or not. It's still a fiasco out there. Okay, so this doesn't really make any sense because you you take action on fights that are sanctioned by any of the governing bodies. So if it's not WBC, it could be IBF, it could be WBA, NABO, NABF. It could be any of those things. And we've seen uh, other fights 
you know, go on the board that, as I like to say, you know, the YouTubers, which Jake Paul is. I mean, WBC is not sanctioned as a title fight because obviously these guys aren't ranked. Mm -hmm. But to me, that shouldn't even come into play. Is it because it's in Saudi Arabia? I mean, if if it was in Vegas or Madison Square Garden, would you have it on the board? Or is it well, have here something in to Vegas? Do with, yeah. Well, yeah. Vegas is like it, it's. It's I mean, first of all, we're, we're very familiar with what we do here, and it's basically yeah. if it's a sanctioned fight by pretty much anybody, right? We're good to go. Yeah, yeah, we're good to go. But other jurisdictions, some of these, you know, I think they they do a they do for the most part they do a great job, but there are certain you know um, regulators that want to get cute. <laughs> With some of these rules, and and you know they 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 pin themselves into a corner where they have no flexibility whatsoever, and it gets them you know, it gets the operators you know questioning, and and it's a very tough spot. Say, is it allowed or not allowed? And sometimes they can't even answer it. They they don't know. Yeah. I give I tip my cap to Iowa and Arizona. They specifically said, Paul Fury fight on what is it? Um, uh, 26, right? The 26. Yeah. Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Approved wager. Approved fight. They put it right on their website. Yeah. It, it's very clear. Uh, others, not so much. So where does it stand now with you guys here? Are you taking action on oh, it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. So what is the current line? Do we know? Um, Paul is minus 160. Jerry is plus 140. Okay. Last I saw. I would think that you would get some pretty good two-way action mm -hmm. on this. Uh, just because Fury is the established boxer, where you know Paul again, the YouTuber kind of guy, and again who he's beaten is now hasn't beaten any sanctioned boxers before, you know, where Fury has actually had his beaten professional boxers. Obviously, Whoa. it's Tyson Fury's you know brother. Yeah. Whoa! Whoa! What? He's beaten professional boxers. Did you? Did you see Fury is eight no. Yeah. Do you know what the combined record of Well, I understand. Like 898. <laughs> I understand. But do you know who Jake Paul has beaten? Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I know. know. I know. It's like you and Nate Robinson. I, is there a difference yeah. between you and Nate Robinson? You're yeah. taller than Nate I'm, Robinson. I'm lefty. Yeah. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, his record of his opponents. Anderson yeah. Silva. 20, 20 and 250-something. <laughs> 20 and 250. Yeah. Well, now, I'm not sure. Boxing. Oh, which resume would you, Marco, which resume would you be more impressed by? By looking at what Paul has fought so far mm -hmm. versus what Fury mm -hmm. has fought. There's no question. I will say this much. I will not be betting this. At least Fury has, has been in sanctioned boxing events yeah. against professional boxers. Not very good ones, but guys that probably have been, you know, been boxers for a very long time where Paul is just, you know, picking celebrities. That's who he's fighting. The, and I deem this is almost like a novelty fight. It is. Okay. It, re it really is. The Even only, technically, that's why. The only time I bet one of those like that. Which every sharp in town did when it was at Mayweather, Mayweather McGregor. McGregor. Yeah. That was the only, you know, yeah. it was like, because you couldn't put the line high enough. Right. I, yeah. You know, and unless there were some kind of shenanigans to happen in that fight, there was no way Mayweather was going to lose. I don't, as a bookmaker, I just hate booking those fights because it's yeah. a very small win. It's a very heavy hit if you lose. And, and I know McGregor's right hand is very heavy. Mm -hmm. You know, when he got in there, he was so much bigger than me. Yeah. It made me, a little nervous to sit there and go, um, 
Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Maui, checking in <laughs> yeah. once again. It, it we're was. Getting, we didn't get any lottery tickets today. He no. Didn't, he, didn't oh. go, he didn't go because he said uh, Arizona is it's only $100 million. He, he only drives down for $500 million and he gives us the courtesy uh, lottery tickets every week. But anyway. Yes, he's a nice gentleman. <laughs> he is. Yeah, and uh, I like that hat too. But uh, no, it's um, I don't know if I can really respect uh, Fury's record because they're a bunch of cans, right? Right. And, and then the other, I mean, I don't know. I, I just think Paul's so much bigger. Yeah, you know, we, we, we bag on his, you know, his resume. But Paul, that is. Yet he's a $1.60 favorite. Because of the popularity. And maybe, again, when you look at him, they think, oh, well, maybe this can be the beginning of something. The only reason the top rank is involved is because of Fury. Mm-hmm. you got to remember this. Not because of Jake Paul. Because Bob Arum is not a fan of that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But Bob says, okay, you know. I, I promised Tommy Fury some fights because of our we represent Tyson. So let's do that. Okay, I'll, I'll get involved. I was very shocked that Top Rank was promoting this fight, and they are in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabian government is paying a ton of money, you know, for this. Very similar to what Australia did when Jeff Horn fought Manny Pacquiao. It was the whole reason they went over there, and we saw that fiasco of a decision uh, in favor of Jeff Horn. Anyway, are you guys getting action on this? Oh yeah, or pe- people are actually betting this fight. Yes, and it's uh, like you said earlier, it's pretty balanced. It really is. Yeah. We get some guys in there that are betting, you know, Paul and, and laying it. Um, I haven't really seen too much sharp action. So, the, as far as uh, you know, some of the respected guys that I n- know know boxing, I know the sport, haven't really touched it. It's all like yeah. public money, and the public yes. money, it, especially this Paul guy, you know, either you love him or hate him, mm. and that's what, how we're seeing the action come in. I think a lot of people just can't wait to see him, you know, get his block knocked off, right. and then others are all into it. He's the guy. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to, like Marco, I am not going to touch it, and I think it happens during the day, right? It's a Yeah, because of the time difference, so we're, we'll yeah, see. At like least two, it's Sunday we'll see it in instead the afternoon. of being... You know, on a Saturday and get lost yeah. in the college basketball yeah. card. Right. Yeah. So but, 2 p.m., I think, local time. Right. And it's a pay per view. Mm-hmm. And how much was it, Marco? <laughs> <laughs> I did not look. <laughs> $49. Yeah. Yeah. God bless them. And again, I can't get involved. And I'm a big boxing guy. I can't get involved with two unskilled boxers. They're both yeah. unskilled. Yeah. You know. So I'm Have you ever you. seen Fury fight? I haven't. This one? I haven't. I know. Tommy? Yeah. No. I no. haven't seen him. No, neither have I. Yeah, I have not. He looks the part. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's could, be last, I mean, he's in, could be he's his last shape. fight if he loses yeah. to Paul. <laughs> I mean, if you said you know, if, blindly, if I had to play the fight, I'm going to take Fury just because I he, he's got more of the, the boxing skill set. He's been doing it longer. That's it. I'm not one of these, you know, YouTube guys that's going to hey, you know this guy. You know, again, I'm anti Jake Paul just for that. Seems like a nice guy and everything, but again, it's. If you're gonna put any real money on this, it's you. You're playing with fire, probably. Yeah. Well, Entertainment I, I, purposes only, Marco. <laughs> yeah. I would. I, probably, I think I would bet Paul, but I'm not an expert by any means. I just I've seen him fight a couple times. Has he ever been knocked down, Paul? I don't know. I don't think so. I, he, he seems always seems to be so much bigger. But again, than look, his opponents. look who he's fought. I, I mean, know. I know. It's like retired. Like yeah, yeah, UFC guys, guys are there yeah. for a, for a he, paycheck. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really. Has he fought a true boxer, a true fighter? No, absolutely not, not. one. No, not one. 
What's his record? Like 6 and 0 or yeah, something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And not a yeah, no. You're not doing <laughs> it. Not not a real resume. But yet people are going to pay to watch it. Who are going to pay? Like Jay said, the boxing public will not pay for this. They're not paying for it. It is the YouTubers. It's those those millions of followers that he has on Instagram. Those are the guys that are they're they're buying this and maybe some fury people in England might buy it. That's it. I'll be very interested to see the pay-per-view numbers come middle of next week. I, I say it'll probably be minimal. We had the same conversation before when uh, Paul, you know, had fought before, and even when, uh, you know, the other Paul fought Mayweather. Right? No thanks. <laughs> no chance. Uh, no thanks. Yeah, yeah. If I paid it. Would you come over and watch it with me? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Will there be food there? Will there be food there? <laughs> of course. Of course there'll be food. Of course. So you and said the key words. Food. Yeah. If I pay. <laughs> yeah. 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 As long as he has food there, and maybe we'll have a food wager, too. I mean, I'll take I'll take uh, Fury, and he can take Paul. There you go. Even? Why not? <laughs> well, it's, 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 a, it's a fun bet, you know? You know? You're already free rolling with the food. I'm free rolling with the food. <laughs> like a Marco. Pizza rolls. Right? Pizza. Oh, wait. oh, wait. I didn't say My frozen food section, Jay. <laughs> I didn't say frozen food section here. We're going to get on that grill or something, man. All right. Jay Cordegay is in the house. We appreciate you joining us uh, here, my friend. Back from your, uh, hopefully you got a little downtime, a little vacation. You're feeling good? Um, well, I took one extra day off. I right. went down to Palm Springs, right. played a little golf, and uh, did some hiking, which was excellent. Whoa, all yeah. right. It was really nice down there. Three weeks from today, the madness begins. Hoop Central, International Theater here inside the Sportsbook. Can't wait, right? It's right around the corner. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to the Mountain West tournament yes. as well. Yep. As my uh, friends come in every year for it. Mm-hmm. Looking, looking uh, forward to that, along with all the other tournaments that we have. Absolutely. So. A lot of hoops coming up. We love it. All right, Jay, appreciate the time as always, my friend. Thanks, guys. All right, Jay Cornegay, the vice president of Sportsbook Operations here at the Superbook. When we come back, Brian Salmon from News 3 is going to join us. That and a whole lot more. We'll take a look at the college basketball card with myself and Marco D'Angelo live from the Westgate. Ladies and gentlemen. Ali, a sneaky right hand.
Fisher is now in. Let's get it on! How you like me now? Number two, live on this fabulous Friday inside the Westgate Las Vegas, the world-famous Superbook, T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house. I want to thank Jay Cornegate for joining us in hour number one. Talk a little college basketball, a little boxing. We continue that theme with our man who is in the house for the first time with us here at the Westgate, the one and only Brian Salmon, the fantastic sports director at News 3. As we say, or as I say... B-Sal. <laughs> B-Sal. Now Love making it. his way down the aisle. Oh. Hailing from Vallejo, California. That's right, baby. He weighed in earlier today at 179.2. <laughs> 185. Wearing the black trunks trimmed in purple, red, and maroon. I don't know if that's a thing. No. Brian. <laughs> Bisa, oh. Sal, TC, my man, man, how you doing, buddy? Glad to have you here, man. Man, this is really nice. I haven't been to the sports gate in a little bit. Just ran into Jay Cornegay. I love Jay. Jay is like the coolest dude in the world. He's our guy, man. Man, Jay is really, really good people. Uh, fun fact. Very first story I ever did in Las Vegas was with Jay Cornegay. Right here? Here at the Westgate. Yeah. Um, it was a Super Bowl story. I was just going to say, I bet it was a Super Bowl story. Super Bowl, but I started cool. in February back in 2006, mm-hmm. and it was the uh, Patriots and Giants Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah, and I interviewed Jay Court. Very first story I ever did. David Tyree catch? Yeah. There it is. Right? <laughs> that was, that was uh, yeah, 2000. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, so, yeah, I, I, I love the Westgate. So, you being set up here, this is nice, man. I'm kind of looking around. I haven't been in here in a while. I know. We've invited you for a while. It's, I find glad you can get the hall pass. Well, it's just somebody's got to pick up my kids from school. It's either me or my wife, and she doesn't get off work until such and such time. So, But it got done today. Yeah. I Like, listen, can you pick them up on Friday when I text you? Yeah. She's like, yes. I was like, okay. Perfect. I'm in. Uh, TC, I'm in there, baby. I love it. In like swimwear. There it is. <laughs> I don't want that visual. You know? I don't know, man. Well, not my swimwear. Some other swimwear give you the visual. Uh, so we've been talking a lot. Uh, every time B Sal is on with us, we we talk everything, whatever seasonal. You know, yeah. You, we're, we're the same. We're seasonal guys here. Whether it's you know Aces or the Raiders, UNLV, whatever it is. But uh, we've been talking a lot about boxing and yeah. not so much about world championship boxing coming to vegas because we've had a little bit of a a dry spell a with that in a while in a, a long time so but b has been in the ring training oh. and uh scheduled to fight uh tomorrow night we've been hyping it up i don't know if you know this or not but yes we had your your boy jesse merrick was on two days ago oh was he really and we talked all about this oh and, I, and, I had no idea yeah so know. we were hyping it up and i, I was giving jesse you know a bad time about him sparring with you because yeah. you showed me the video where I said, you know, you know, Brian's been working on this, but now you're working on it too, and you're an athlete, and you guys are sparring together. So we were talking about who got the best of who. We had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, we don't go hard. I'm sure he said that because we uh, don't. Yeah. We're not yeah. in there. Well, to he hurt did each other. say that it started off as like okay, a little this that, but he said as you guys started to get into it more and more sparring, well, yeah, that you started let the let the hands fly a little bit, a little bit, but where we it was controlled though. Yeah. It wasn't like we were going 100. percent Like right. we would go like 60, 70. Maybe. Yeah, but if it was again, if it was you and, and maybe some other media member in town or two, then you start letting the hands fly a little oh, bit. Oh, like right. If there was somebody that I wanted to get in there and right. spar with that re- that was bumping their gums just a little bit <laughs> yeah. much yeah. and thought that I, I yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Because you'll let it go. 
I mean, if it's somebody I don't. First of all, yeah. when you box, yeah. it's not about emotion at all. Like there's zero, zero emotion. Like for me, I've never had any emotion anytime I've ever been inside the ring sparring with somebody. Yeah. It's always thinking. It's 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 physical chess. Yeah. So okay, if I, I know throw the jab, throw it quick, fake down low, come up top, right hand, left hand, move this way. That that's all thinking. So, but if I went in there with a media member, or maybe someone I didn't like, or someone yeah. I've never been in the ring with someone I didn't like. So right. I don't know what that's like yet. Well, you just started, and again, you know, <laughs> Wayne the Pocket Rocket. Uh, oh man, you know, he's uh, Guy ever. Has been my uh, coach, man. Exactly, McCullough. He's been training you and everything. Yeah. So, and he's been putting you in with guys. Of course, you give the utmost respect with, of and course. you're then you're bringing your news three guys in with you. So, of course not. Yeah. But I, I bet if we handpicks, you know, a couple people, oh, get, I, get you going, then you know, I would. Honestly, it's early in your career, my friend. <laughs> you start build up some animosity. <laughs> Well, I mean, being that you you said I am from Vallejo and growing up in Vallejo, like I got in fights like when I was a kid, like, and we were kind of quick tempered back in the day. Like I would, yeah. the nice guy that you know, like I would, I would, like I'd go, but um, yeah. I'd get in the ring with any media member here in Vegas. There's not a person in Vegas that I would, I'd be like, oh man, I'm like even somebody that's that's fought before, has trained for whatever. Like I'll throw hands with you. I've been in the ring with a pro, yeah, right, and I do well against a pro to the point where he won't. He's like Brian. When I when I box you now, like I have to think about what I'm doing. He's like it's it's really because I can't walk in on you because I because you'll hit me. He's like and you got really heavy hands, so it's like man you can punch. So okay, but I'm smart though. Like I've always been pretty sharp. I just finally learned how to do what I think that I should do or know that I should do. So all right, yeah, nah, I'm a fan, man. You already know, man. I love boxing. Uh, we both do, man. And, uh, love, love and, and I think it's great that. Uh, uh, that again, that you are uh, in the ring and you're sparring. And we, I was talking about this with Jesse. People don't know the <laughs> dedication that no it idea. takes, the stamina, the cardio, everything. I mean, you think about a three minute round. I bet the first time you got in and you actually did like a sparring session, you were gassed after the first minute, minute and a oh, half, yeah. right? I, did. I mean, oh, yeah. I always say boxing and soccer. And I shouldn't just say only those two sports. But for me, I think you have to be in the the most pristine condition for those two sports. 1,000%. 1,000%. First time I got inside the ring sparring with Ray, who's our, our resident pro. Mm-hmm. And I've sent you pictures of him. This dude's got like a nine-pack, man, ten-pack. He's just like <laughs> chiseled out. He's 27 years old. I am not. You know what I mean? And the, the one round I did, like I was dead. Dead by the time I got done with him and he wasn't even throwing any punches he would just kind of walk up on you and kind of fake like he's punching and get show you know, just pressure you and just from that alone i was just dead tired and then i got to the point now i can do like four or five rounds with someone three minute rounds and, and not even be breathing hard when i'm done with it so it's it's tough there how about this fact um well you might get to it but I told you that I had invited like a media member a while back that came to uh, came to the gym to do some working out with us and got in the ring with us and thought that it might be kind of easy. Yeah. And ended up and Jesse yeah. maybe told you the story. I don't know if you asked him about it. No, about that. But you told me this. Before. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's good to get his perspective. It would have been funny because he was there. And he he knew about the whole thing and yeah. he could see just how how little I was doing with this media member who had never been in the ring before sparring yeah. for the first time. He was a youngster. He was kind of full of vim and vigor, thought he could uh, he he really handle did. it. And, d- yeah. and by the end of the round, though, yeah. he was literally laying on the ground in the corner like, oh, my God. <laughs> and by the time, I, I literally was not, I was barely sweating. Yeah. I wasn't breathing hard at all. And I didn't throw any punches. You're an athlete, man. That's it. I'm an old athlete. Yes. All right. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about it. So oh, you- I'm going to start crying. Okay. <laughs> B-Sal. 
was scheduled to be in the ring tomorrow night, and you've been training for months for yes. this. Yes. And now we find out that the fight is off tomorrow night, right? Yeah, because I went to the doctor earlier today because you have to do like a physical and you have to get like an EKG and you have to get yeah. like a, um, a stress-related EKG like to test your heart if yeah. you're over a certain age, right? So I did that and everything was, I guess, well, it was kind of cool, but the doctor says that I'm not. I don't say not fit enough to. No, but, you're definitely fit. Are you kidding me? Well, I'm definitely. Yeah, I'm fit. Um, but I guess the uh, my um, carotid. I can't remember what the artery yeah. is called. The artery by your heart. Oh man. Size of it is is it's bigger than it's supposed to be, or something like okay. that. And It'll, my blood pressure is really high. Enlarged heart. Enlarged heart. Yeah, yeah a large heart. It, yeah. Coupled with some yeah. uh, blood pressure issues, I'm saying you can't go. You have to take you have to take some kind of blood pressure medicine, and if not. Well, you can reverse it, so we get come back in uh, three to six months, and oh, if it's good, man. I know then you're I heartbroken, can man. That's I, more than hard. I mean, one, I've told everybody that because at first I went into this whole thing. I'm not telling anybody what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Then yeah. I find I was like, you know what? Why not? I'll tell yeah. you. And then I did, and now I can't. And, but I, I, I've been doing so well against everyone that I would get in the yeah. ring with. I'm like, man, I. I and you were so pumped up. You don't understand, And did you man. know who the opponent was going to be for tomorrow yeah. night? Guy's name was Brian. <laughs> Brian against Brian? <laughs> yeah, guy's name is Brian. He spells it with an I. Oh, he see, spells it wrong, yeah, so I have to beat right, him down yeah. for that. Well, you, you don't, you don't want to beat you know, You don't want to beat up uh, your namesake. So really. I found out the name, and I didn't even want to look up the guy's, like, you know, look to see if he had, like, social media or just anything on him. Didn't Come want on. you got to do some scouting. What are I you talking I about? Didn't, I didn't want to do that, right? <laughs> um, but, but after I found out, I did. Joel, I didn't find out. I didn't look on him. I just looked at the Masters, yeah. which is the boxing, yeah. to look at what, what these amateurs are looking like. Because I'm wondering, are they going to be, like, as good as me or worse than me, better than me? You know, an amateur that's been training 20 years and just never took a fight. So I watched some videos, and I'm looking at these videos. I'm like, goodness gracious, man. Like, I beat this person down. Whoever it was, I beat him down. Just, I mean, from looking at the other amateurs that I've seen. Like, I've, I've literally been sparring with a pro, man. So, like, these guys are I'm like, ugh. And... Um, I, I told you this, but I sent you some pictures or whatever. There's a guy that uh, we train with that is he's fighting tomorrow, and uh, it's his first fight. He's fighting at 175 pounds. He's been training a year longer than I have with Wayne. Okay. Right. And we spar together, and it, you know, you're not what happens in the gym. You leave, stays in the gym. Right. So I'm not talking bad about, it, but I mean, like I I do very well. I know you do. All right. So here's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, so. We know that we both have this big boxing background. Yeah, yeah, We're at yeah. the fights all the time. You're in the ring. And I told you I was trying to find some sparring partners for you. Uh, so now that the match is off tomorrow, we're going to let you heal up or whatever. But I, I, I do got someone that I'm going to put in the ring. Okay. With you, okay? Who? Uh, not Sean Porter. No, it's not, <laughs> it's not Showtime Sean Porter. Okay? I'm uh, not Sean. Showtime Sean Porter only has two titles. I'm giving you three-time world champ, and he's on the phone right now. He's the guy that I used to manage back in the day, and uh -oh. today is his birthday. Uh -oh. The one and only three-time world champion, Tony the Tiger Lopez. What's up, Tiger? <laughs> Pump it up. Happened? Happy birthday, <laughs> brother. Thank you. Oh, happy hey, birthday. Hey, hey, I, I, That's you know what that means? What does that At mean? At this age, yeah. I made it. You made I it. You made it. I made it. I heard that. Now, Tony I'm, the Tiger. I'm 60 years old today. He's 60 today. 60 years and old. And Tony the Tiger don't look a day over 59. 
Not I'm a day. Not a day. I, 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 day. I, I, I heard that, man. 59 like a mug. <laughs> hey, it's better than someone saying you look good a day over 70. I know. I'm like, oh. no, no, Tony the Tiger don't look a day over 39. I ain't lying. He looks good. And, you know, so uh, he comes to town quite a bit. He was in the studio with us just a couple months back. And uh, so I had to give you a shout-out on your birthday. That's beautiful. Uh, yeah, that's so, beautiful. Right on, man. That's, that's my guy, man. He's holding down sack. He's the greatest fighter ever come out of Sacramento. Better uh, than Diego, huh? Yeah, better than Diego. Actually, Tony trained uh, Diego. He, he worked with Tony. Oh, he, did he? Yeah, Tony. Tell him. Tell him he used to spar with Diego. He's, you brought him up, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah as a matter of fact, uh, one of the – just before I was ending my career, I, mean, I remember I came back to train, uh, you know, because I took, I took, what, a, a month off? Mm. And I came back to train. I'm, I'm about 30 pounds overweight. I'm out of shape. My first day back in the gym, and his dad says – Hey, can we spar with you? Can you think you can spar today? I go, dude, I, I haven't trained in 30 days. I've been, I just got a party, the party train. I go, well, I'll give you as many, I, I'll give you three rounds. He goes, yeah, we're just trying to see how Diego or Diego's at, you know, because he's got a, a title fight coming up. He could have a title fight coming up, but we don't know where he's at. I said, yeah, man, I'll help him out. So we started sparring, and, you know, and, and cause I know his dad, his, his dad really well. I've known him for years, you know. I know, I know, and I've known Diego for for a long time, years. You know, prior to even winning that title. You know, so we go we go back a ways. That's you know? really. Cool. I, I, I got the best story, Brian. Uh-oh. So this is Brian Salmon's joints. He's he's a sports director here, Tony, at, at Channel Three, and he has been training to get in the ring. And he had a fight actually for tomorrow night, uh, amateur fight, and the, the uh, it Masters got, Boxing. It, it, yeah, the Masters Boxing. So it got called out. And Tony trains a lot of amateurs in Sacramento. He's got a couple guys. He might have guys yeah. in this. Yeah. So, competition. That's what, so that's what I'm saying. So you know, I'm gonna get you guys together. But anyway, I got to tell this story. I'll let, I'd let Tony tell it. But you know, he he did take a lot of punches, you know, in, in the I day. Might, from I might stop. forget stuff. He might forget stuff. <laughs> oh, okay, but I, I'd love for Tony to tell it. But you know, the show ends at four o'clock. Yeah, okay. You know, so <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell it, Tiger. But I love the way Tiger tells it. Yeah. So you know how I do my show, it, it like the MGM for when you know we got big fights here in town, this and that. So Tiger was in town. I had him on, and uh, we had uh, Lennox Lewis on that day. Couple other guys, so just t- Lennox Lewis, okay. just yeah, and so and and Tony the Tiger Lopez and okay. our boy Stitch, oh, Stitch Duran. Uh, so I Tony just knows ran Stitch, into yeah. Stitch last week, right? So you know Stitch. Oh, I love so Stitch, all these guys are on with me, and we go to a break, and and Tiger puts takes down the headset, and then he goes, man, looks over across the room at the MGM. He goes, is that who I think it is? And I go, yeah, I think that's who it, you think it is. He goes, I got to go up to this guy. So Uh-oh. he goes up to this guy, and he looks him in the eye. And he says, hey, what do you call him? I think he said, hey, Votto, you know who I am? He's looking in the eyes of Julio Cesar Chavez, who Tony the Tiger fought here in Las Vegas back in the day. Uh-huh. And, and Chavez goes, nah, man, I recognize you. He goes, man, I'm Tony the Tiger Lopez. And he goes, and he looks him up and down again. And I'm watching all this. He goes, oh, yeah, Tony the Tiger Lopez. And Tony says, yeah, you hit like a bitch. <laughs> He said that, <laughs> didn't you, Tiger? Wait, well, wow. he did. <laughs> wow. You know, watch, watch. On on a good day, well, not even a good day. On a mad day, when my mom got mad, she'd hit me with a left hook. She might knock me out. He, he's not even close. Oh, Chavez he, did he not have power. My mama. Wow. 
<laughs> I remember that. Did, did I do a good job of telling the story? Did I nail it? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> pretty, good. pretty good. You know, wow. Hey, who was? Who, I mean, what did Chavez ever do anyway? Yeah, well, he only won like 100 fights. Yeah, That's no. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. He didn't what, beat what? Pernell Whitaker, though. Yeah. He did not beat Pernell Whitaker. T- come on, t- Tiger. No. T- tell everybody what you thought and, of Chavez. And what? And what? If you really want to know my opinion, my honest opinion, I think the referee did a good job. It's not the referee's fault, but when he fought Melcher Taylor. Yeah. Uh, but watch. If I was a ref, every referee has his own take. I get it. I understand what that referee was doing. And I think if he filled in his heart that he was doing the right thing, then, of course, he did the right thing. Because you're talking about Chavez. It's like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson hits you and dazes you. Do you think you're going to survive another shot like that from Mike Tyson? No. Probably not. Uh-huh. At the time, uh, Chavez, for the, for the latter weight division, was the Mike Tyson of that division. You know? So it, could he have gotten hit one more time, really devastated him? Probably. Hmm. Maybe not. I don't know. So you, but you can't blame the referee for doing his job. His job was to protect the fighters at all times. That's his job. Man, so yeah. It's not, it's not the referee's fault. No, you know? I, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, it, I, I wouldn't blame it, the it, it is what it is. It just happened, man. You know, yeah. it, well, how, how they say, SIT happens, but. Oh, Taylor. It's one of those. All right, Tiger, what do you got planned for the birthday? Where's the birthday dinner tonight, man? Oh, dude, check this out. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to a place called. Uh, a pub. It's called the. Uh, I can't remember the name of, of it. Of course you can. <laughs> Too many punches. I'm telling you. Right? Leave them. <laughs> hey, watch this. It's impulsive. An old school band. They have bands all the time. Yeah. That they have the midnight players. Yeah. They're yeah. they're playing that. Okay. They're playing tonight, so all my people get in free. I can take up to 35. They tell me whatever I want, but I'm thinking about 35 people. Oh yeah. I got okay. car clubs coming. I got. Homies coming. I got my partners coming. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bad. Business. I wish I was there. And plus, that's my hometown too, man. You're he's, yeah. my hometown. he's still in Sacktown. Yeah. There you go. Oh, look at I that. I got family then, in Sacktown. Hey, man, we're, we're gonna have a ball tonight. We're having fun. Well, you enjoy, it's raining, man. But we're having fun. Well, hey, tell everybody I said uh, hello, man. Uh, you have a great 60th, brother. Appreciate you. And uh, get Thanks back guys, down. Man. Get get back down to here to Vegas real soon. Now, B South's looking. Birthday, he's sure. looking for a little sparring partner. You, are, are you are you willing to get in the ring with him, Tiger? Wow. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys are the same weight? Hey, well, no. Is he? Well, he fought as a lightweight, but he's 180 right now. Okay. So I got I got about five, six, seven pounds on him, but he's got years of experience and would knock me. Man, I can't even – I wouldn't spar with Wayne McCullough now. Yeah. And Wayne's still hey, how, much, how much do you weigh right now? I'm a buck 85. We're about the same way, homie. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, hey, want, I don't want any parts of you, Tony. So, so the pocket rocket Wayne McCullough is is training him. You remember? Oh, what? really? Yeah. 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 yeah you remember yeah. Wayne? Oh, right on. Yeah, Wayne's my trainer. Make sure you tell Wayne, Wayne Tony the Tiger. I will. No, I'll, yeah. I'll text him as soon as we get done with this. Yeah, yeah. I train with Wayne at his house. He's got a gym in his his garage, big four car garage. He turned it into a gym. Same thing with Tiger. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I did the same. Yeah. There you go. It, it's, I it's tell the best. you what, is it is it one on one? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. It's one on one. Then you you're you're gonna be good. Trust me. I, honestly, <laughs> man, I, he. He's a great trainer. Good man. He's a, just a good dude all, all together. Do the mitts with him. That's do the right. training with him. Yeah, I, I've been with him for like the last eight nine months. All, all right. right. All right, Nubchuck. Hey, 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 get out there. Hey, here, here's here's what I should say. You do. 
I don't know what's going on. Watch, watch this. I don't know you got to fight. Come, come watch this. <laughs> Bell rings. Control the fight. It's your house. Nobody that, kicks your butt in your house. Remember that. that. That's what I'm talking Nobody about. Does. That's what I'm talking. Wayne says the same thing. When the bell rings, right. walk out straight one two, and then you figure out from there. That's right. Hell yeah. Hit him, hit him hard. <laughs> For real. That's right. Oh. Hey, hey, you know why? You know why he told you that? Why is that? Because he's old school. That's yeah. right. He really Hell is. Yeah. Absolutely. He really is. is. All right, brother. Hey, go enjoy uh, right, enjoy, enjoy your time tonight, man. I'll talk to you soon. Happy birthday, okay, Tony. Okay, guys. Take it easy. There All you right, go. Brother, I appreciate it. There it is. Bye-bye. Three-time world champ, Tony the Tiger Lopez. That's dope, My man. God. I had to say happy birthday to him. Yeah. So this is a perfect opportunity. Yeah. Turn 60, man. That's a yeah. blessing, man. That's a blessing. We don't look nothing like 60. Yeah, that's Sacktown boys. We don't look our age. You know <laughs> we don't from Vallejo either, man. <laughs> exactly. The doctor told me that today. She's like, I looked at your age. I was like, what? She said I had to take a double take because I didn't believe it. It's like, okay. Well, b look at the bright side, man. At least you didn't get uh, the the fight was pulled off for PEDs. I I know. <laughs> you seen the pictures of me lately, man? You see these guns? That's what I'm saying. Do you got a license to carry these? Ah, uh, man. Carry these they, didn't guns let, they, they didn't want to let me inside of Westgate, man. Like, you got to go put those in your car. Yeah. Like, Come on, man. I've got a license for these things. <laughs> Which favorite punch, man? Left hook? Uh, Really the punch that I, I love my jab. But the punch I use the most is not a left hook. It's a, it's a right hand to the body. Oh, okay. Bop! Back up top with the left hook. <laughs> Thank you for the sound effects. We appreciate that. <laughs> That's good stuff. I got a little carried away. I, I don't know. It's So Wayne told us this when we first started off training, shadow boxing and whatnot. And by the time you get into it, really, really into it, you find yourself shadow boxing everywhere. Kind of like guys when they golf, they're always working on their golf swing and doing yeah. all that kind of stuff. I do that all anytime I'm walking around, I'm always shadow boxing. <laughs> it's just in me. I can't That's not it. do it now. Like I'm always walking around. You're, you're, all, you're dedicated. Yeah, it's just. Here's what I need to see though this weekend, okay? Right when you, you come on, especially for Sunday sports night, mm-hmm. I, need you, I need you to do this. Right when they introduce you when you come on. <laughs> and now, Sunday sports night with Brian Salmon. Uh, there it is. I mean, come on, it's only, I know you only get like. 18 seconds to do your sportscast. <laughs> so take the first three and do that. All right. Well, sports night, we got a whole half hour. I know. Hour. You got a half hour. But, yeah, no. For, yeah. yeah. But. I um, <laughs> I have video of my last sparring session, the one where uh, <laughs> I dropped my, my guy. You dropped him. Wow. With a straight right hand. You felt bad about it, too, didn't you? I did. See, I know you. See, you like right like, afterwards. You I can't walk. be a professional boxer, no, man. You don't well, have that killer instinct. No, no, I, I do. Because yeah. I wouldn't be boxing someone that I like. Yeah. Because it's a training partner. Right. Like a training partner, like you don't want to hurt someone that you train with. Because yeah. the job is not the – the idea is not to, to hurt somebody. It's yeah. to work on stuff that you're in the gym working on. But if it's someone I don't care about, like, trust me. I, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of See, people – See, Marco, that, when you're handicapping against, you know, your compadres, you, you know, you don't want to hurt them, man. You got, you got to be nice, okay? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I need all that money. Everything I need it all. Exactly. I need it all. All right. Brian Salmon's in the house with us here. Uh, you're going to hang with us? We're going to talk, Absolutely, some, we're gonna talk some college hoops Absolutely. here. I'm, I'm here right. for the duration. That, well, that's it. All right. We've got one more segment. <laughs> B-Sal's in the house. That, look at it. Look at that. Look at Jab, jab. Stick to the body. Time. Look at that. All right. We come back. We're going to talk some college hoops and a whole lot more. We'll get you caught up to date in the NFL rumor mill as well, too. The T.C. Martin Show live at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world famed Superbook. Hey, this is Tyson Fury, a.k.a. the Gypsy King. And I'm here today ripping it up with T.C. Martin. Browns, 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 Browns,
Oh, uh, yeah. Hey. That's our good friend Tyson Fury talking. And uh, his brother Tommy yeah. is in action on Sunday against Jake Paul. We'll get Brian Salmon's take on that. Marco D'Angelo in the house. We'll hit some college basketball winners for you here in this segment as well. Don't forget, we are three weeks away from Hoop Central here at the Westgate. No better place to watch the games here inside the International Theater, the 4K video wall. Uh, betting stations, food and drink specials, food. It's going to be outstanding in uh, March 16th, 17th, 18th inside the International Theater. Of course, we'll be broadcasting live the first round of the tournament Thursday and Friday right here, of course. Thursday and Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. inside the Superbook. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house, wagertalk.com, and Brian Salmon from News 3 joining us. Uh, one thing Jesse Merrick did say when he was on the show, your tag team partner at News 3, he says when he sparred with you, he said... Felt good to hit my boss. <laughs> I know the feeling. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I could, I could see him. Well, he's a competitor, so not maybe hitting me because yeah. we, we don't have any issues. Just have like he's great right. to work with. So. All right. So, what are you making yeah. of? We talked to Jay Cornegay last segment about Tice, uh, rather Tommy oh. Fury and Jake Paul. <laughs> You interested? You watching this? Give me the winner. I'll watch just to watch, okay. just because I'm a I'm a boxing guy. You right. know what I mean? So like I'll watch just to watch. Um, and the fact that like knowing that I've I've been in the ring, I've trained, whatever. Jake Paul is doing that. It's not like yeah. he's cutting corners and he's fighting guys who no, finally he, he he has the the desire, the passion, and and he probably does have. The skill set to a certain degree just doesn't have the experience. Exactly. So let's and see that, what he. Yeah. And the way you get experience by fighting guys, right. right? So he's finally fighting someone who who has some experience. Uh, I thought it would have been a really good idea for him to fight Hasim Rockman, Little Rock, because he's an actual boxer, boxer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he fought him. Then we really would have known what was Who's what. Based here in Vegas. Absolutely. I yeah. used to play basketball when he was a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. Little Rock. So um, I almost managed Little Rock. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. We had conversations and. Oh, yeah. Little Rock. I yeah. Can't, He's yeah. all grown up now. Um, so, but the, the fight with Fury and uh, and Jake Paul, I I've never watched a Tommy Fury fight, right. so I don't know if he's any good or not. So I'll watch just to to see how things go. Okay. Um, I, I'm thinking honestly, the fact that he picked him, that he believes that he can beat him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's only fought people that he knows for the most part he can beat. You got it. All right, uh, let's talk uh, some college uh, basketball. Uh, Marco, we got a couple games tonight. We got Xavier and Seton Hall. Xavier is a one-point favorite uh, okay. in this game tonight. Any thoughts about the Musketeers? What we got. I actually took Xavier tonight. Yeah. I'm on them tonight. They had. It's one of my situations where, from the first meeting, they only beat them by three at home. I like taking good teams that had the scare at home in the rematch on on the road. They have lost a couple on the road recently, but they were. The big guns. They lost to Butler the game before Marquette, looking ahead to the Marquette game. I think Xavier rolls tonight. Keep an eye a couple injuries here. Uh, Zach Fremantle, their big guy, he's been out. He's missed like the last four or five games. And then Hunter, their guard, has been out. If those guys are in, I'm with you with uh, with Xavier. But we've got to monitor that. They're really trying to baby them, get ready for the tournament. So we got that. Uh, tonight, Thomas and Mack Center, a rare Friday night game. Oh, Air right. Force is taking on that's UNLV right. tonight. UNLV is favored by nine. This Air Force team, uh, they're an improved team. Uh, they're playing better. And really, B-Sal, when you look at Air Force and San Jose State, uh, two teams that really uh, improved their program a lot. San Jose State beat UNLV they twice. Did. They swept them this year. 
Thoughts about UNLV and Air Force tonight? Uh, well, first of all, I'm upset that UNLV has lost some of the games that they've lost. Like, yeah. like you said, the San Jose State games, they should have won both of those games. Yeah. And the, the first one that was terrible, the one that was on the road, that was during their big long win streak, the first game yeah. in the Mountain West Co- Conference. Correct, yeah. The one last one here, they didn't even really show up. Mm. I, I think um, they had a very good uh, – they had a decent game. I shouldn't even say decent. That's that's putting sugarcoating it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that UNOV will win tonight. I don't know if they cover. Okay. Marco, what do you think? Air Force defense has been horrible this year. Six of the last 11 games, they've allowed over 50% shooting. This is a game that UNLV should win and supposed to win, but we've seen it too often this year. I mean, they play the level of the competition. Yeah. They go on the road and play a great game at Boise, you know, and then, you know, come home and lose to a team like, you know, San Jose before that. Mm-hmm. I play it, I lean to UNLV, but they've burned me too many times in this role. Last week we talked about uh, UNR. You took the Wolfpack last week. Yeah. They were a winner for you. And uh, now they're on the road, a three-point favorite at Fresno State. Any thoughts on that game? I lean to Nevada in that one. But uh, Fresno State, Friday night, you know, home game like this, you know, having the Mountain West games on Friday night, less competition uh, TV-wise and such. Mm-hmm. Home crowd could be tough, but Nevada is a better, much better team. What do you think of the Wolfpack? I mean, they start off a little bit slow this year, but, man. They're picking up steam right now. Right now, they're there. Yeah, and who beat the Wolfpack here in Vegas? Didn't UNLV beat? Uh Oh, no, the women. The women beat them. I'm I'm thinking the men. Hold on. We're talking men. Yeah, the men. Didn't the men beat? Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, earlier this year. Yeah, Yeah. they did. Yeah, they they, they, they got the victory. That's what I thought, because I was at the game. Right. Only reason I brought that up is just because UNR is playing very well right now, but we do know that they can be beat by the likes of teams like UNLV. Um, But as you said, they're they're playing, they're kind of rolling right now. Nevada hasn't been great on the road, though. That's they have Fresno State's a pretty tough place to play at. And that and that Fresno State program, that's gone down the hill this year as well too yeah you know what's kind wild like UNLV but both those teams Man. we we thought they'd be a little bit better how about the fact that the Mountain West Conference a lot of people were talking about how down it was they're still thinking they may end up getting four teams in the tournament it's gonna be they're talking it but I I don't think they're four deep you don't think so you, know? you what San Diego State uh Boise State maybe New Mexico New Mexico were, had the hot start. They're sliding back. They, they, they don't deserve back. to get in. It's, way back? it's between Nevada and uh, Utah State. I yeah. actually like Utah State. They're tough at home, Utah State. So not even New Mexico anymore. Huh? I would say no. no. I would say San Diego no. State, Boise State, Utah State. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And right. one of those three should win the tournament. I would. Think. San Diego State is looking really good right now. They. they yeah. They Especially are. against UNOV. And, and, and they can score this year. You know, so many times it, when San Diego State, we know they're going to bring the defense. Yeah, they do. And yeah. you look at one of those race to 60 yeah. games. But they got a little bit of offense this year. And if they can keep it rolling, that might get them. Obviously, they're going to get a, a bid to the tournament, right. big dance. But too often, we've seen one and duns from the Mountain West. Right. Man, especially no San Diego State. Like, they're. San Diego State has generally been terrible in the tournament. Yes, they have. Yeah, like the horrible in yep. the tournament. Like fifteenth ranked in the country, tenth yeah. ranked in the country, yeah. and just Mount West hasn't won a game in the NCAA tournament the last two years. Have not won a game. All right, uh, we talked about the marquee game Gonzaga St. Mary's. We'll hit that before we leave one more oh, time. One. Texas and Baylor, Marco. Woo. Gonzaga's up to five. It's, we <laughs> knew it. it's just it's running away, everybody betting Gonzaga. Gotta get it. <laughs> Texas Baylor, man, what do you think? I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Baylor has let uh, the last two games go by. They were up 
big on Kansas, and then they had a total collapse in the second half, and I think that carried over to the next game, Kansas State. They came out of the first half with the lead, but then they uh, failed in the second half. Mm. Look to the over. The thing about Baylor, I think they're overrated, TC. When they had that 10-1 streak mm. for the 11 games, they only played two teams in that 11-game stretch that was in the top five of the Big 12. Now, we know the Big 12 is deep, but there's still a big difference between the top half and the bottom half. And I just think that uh, Texas, with everything they've gone through, you, th- you lose your coach – you know, early in the season for the reason that, you know, happened and everything. That's a big distraction for the team. They're playing good basketball right now. I'm taking the over in that one on Saturday. Wow, okay. I I got this game circled, and we talked about Baylor losing the last couple games. They seemed like a real tired team because they they, they went through these games on the road. They were leading Kansas in Lawrence, you know, by double digits, and then they fell apart. Same thing happened. They got it to a big lead in their last game on the road, K-State, right? And then boom, and then they fell apart. I think this is where, okay, a couple days to regroup. They're playing Texas. The guard play for Baylor is phenomenal. Uh, Jimmy always uh, has been. Uh, yeah, I, I like Baylor in this spot. Texas, for me, Marco, they've been a little bit inconsistent. You know, a little bit inconsistent. I like Baylor. I think this is where they show up. I think I had Baylor like maybe being a threat to, to win the NCAA tournament, but what I've seen over the last three, four games, but again, I'm going to give them the excuse, benefit of the doubt. I think that it's been a little tired team. I think they show up tomorrow. I'm laying it, three. It's a good spot for them. Texas is the better defense in this game. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, hate, I hate giving points That's to true. the better defensive team. Yeah. Uh, you got some interest in K-State, Oak State, right? Virtually a pick them here. I do. This is one of those spots where you're going to have a ranked team versus an unranked team. In the home side, unranked Oklahoma State probably going to end up being game-time favorite, one, one and a half in that one. I like them here. They're coming off three ugly losses, but if you look at them, prior to that, they won five in a row. They lost at home to Kansas, and then they went out a couple days later, played on Saturday, got just steamrolled at TCU. They lost 100 to 75 and then had to make, and I talk about it on your show a lot, TC, they had to go to West Virginia from (laughs) Saturday to Monday. That is the worst travel spot that you could have. West Virginia, geographically, is not a Big 12 school. Right. Okay? And it, it's not an easy trip there. And in, they went there Monday from Saturday to Monday. I've been to West Virginia. You know, it, it, it was just too tough of a trip. Now they've had all week. That was a Monday game. They've had all week to regroup, you know, get re-energized. And I look for them to, to beat Kansas State. Talk about home-road dichotomy. Yeah. Kansas State is not the same team on the road. That's a great point. What is the tougher road trip? All right, whether you're you're a team going into one of these three uh, places, or as a fan, going to West Virginia, going to Virginia Tech, or going to Penn State. None of those are easy. Wow. Have you, guys, have you guys been to any of those? I, Happy Valley. There's well, like basically one way in and one way out. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and I think the same thing I've heard with Virginia Tech as well as West Virginia. Too. Yeah. No, my brother went to Penn State. My older brother okay. went to Penn State. I've, I've been to West Virginia when I worked in Boston. I was there uh, when the Patriots were down there in their training camp with the uh, Saints. Okay. I was there at the whatever the uh, the golf the big golf course they have there. It's um, Briarcliff. Could I be. think okay, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I stayed there. I was there for a week. Hmm. So, but you have to go through DC, and then it's like a 45 minute flight from DC to yeah. West Virginia. So. But I know, like driving in the kind of stuff. Those, well, those the mountains up there. So you got to you got to right. take one of those little tiny planes into the little tiny right. airport. Driving right. is no good. 
Virginia and North Carolina tomorrow. We know North Carolina basically needs to win out to, to get in the tournament. They don't have any quad one wins. They did beat Notre Dame the other night. Yeah. But now they're at home. They're a favorite against Virginia. And the Cavaliers coming off a loss. They're coming off an embarrassing loss. You score yeah. 48 points at Boston College. Yeah. I'm Again, I'm going to go with the better defense getting points. North Carolina, this is one of those in TC. I talked about it Monday on your show. Unranked favorites playing a ranked team in the unranked team's favorite has been gold. It's like 31-16 and 16 this year. But this is one of those ones where I'm going to make the exception because Notre Dame is still, or not Notre Dame, North Carolina is still that brand name yeah. in college basketball. And I think, you know, they were in the, the championship game last year. Last okay? year. And they're nowhere. They're playing nowhere near what they did last year, and they're bad defensively. And they basically got all of their scoring back yeah. from last yeah, year too. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I'll take Virginia off the embarrassing loss mm. to bounce back. Carolina, a, a favorite, that's, that's a two call. and a half. Indiana, Purdue. Have you guys got a chance to see Zach Eady? Zach Eady at seven four. The guy is he's is phenomenal. He's big. <laughs> uh, Indiana. Here we go, man. They're they're not playing for the old oak and bucket, are they? Because that's in football. But uh, Indiana and Purdue. Uh, we know Purdue has been flirting with number one. Got knocked out a couple different times. Hoosiers getting eight. What do you think? At first glance, you look at what Purdue's done recently, and you say, hey, eight looks inviting. But you just talked about flirting with number one. They were number one. Guess who knocked them off the perch? Uh-oh. It was Indiana. Indiana in that okay. game. All right. This is in re- Bloomington. Th- yeah. This is revenge. And they don't, they don't have an answer for the big guy inside unless he gets in foul trouble. Right. Okay. That's I like Purdue. I think it'll be close for a while, but I think Purdue pulls away. And we see it all the time, TC. When teams get that number one ranking, it's they got that big bullseye on their back in uh, – it's a de- you know it's a detriment to me you know I think the best thing for Purdue was losing those couple games now you can regroup and roll into the conference tournament in the big dance I think they win by a dozen or more. All right, B Sal, you're gonna get to break the uh, that's uh, crazy the, yeah. the deciding uh, vote here. Well, for the this fact next that game. Uh, Purdue I mean they they lost that number one ranking I think it was the first game after they got ranked number one with Indiana Correct. I believe. Yeah, Purdue is one of those teams that I don't like to believe in. And I, I'd much rather believe in Indiana. So I, but they're they're playing at Purdue. At Purdue. Yeah, Purdue. Yeah. yeah, I think they want to get some get back. You I look, think Purdue wins. You look at Purdue. You look at Alabama, and you look at Houston. All these teams, these three teams, have spent time at number one. Yeah, I love what I see with Houston. But what's going to happen with them when they play? You know, maybe a, a tougher team. And again, like Alabama, Houston. they can score, but these teams have problems shooting from the perimeter. Yeah. Uh, and then you got Purdue. It just seems like everybody has some type of deficiency this year. Any thoughts about Houston and Alabama? All those three teams, I'll take Houston yeah. all day. Yeah. Kelvin Sampson, to me, is the yeah. best coach out of all the guys that are coaching those two, those three teams. They play with so much intensity, too. They, man, they <laughs> D up. Yeah. Like Kelvin Sampson, he's, since he was at Washington State back in the day, like he's been a great coach to yeah. Oklahoma. I, I'm a big fan of his. I mean, he, he took Houston from nowhere. Who the heck was Houston? Oh, yeah. You it know, was a dead-end job it, when he course. took it. Yeah. yeah he was coming off to num- sanctions himself, and he's like, okay, you can take this job. To number one in the nation? Yes. I'll take Houston, man. I, I Defense travels, right? So they say. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. All right, brother. One more time. Here we go. St. Mary's at Gonzaga tomorrow night. Who do you got? 
I got St. Mary's plus the five. Wow. Oh, now just... it's plus the five. And now it's plus the oh, yeah. five. Yeah. It's up. A value. Yeah. It keeps going up. All you all you guys are knocking each other over to get Gonzaga in wow. revenge. They're in Cali, right? Yeah. yeah. They're playing in Gonzaga up in the kennel, baby. They're playing in, oh. in, in uh, Washington? ESPN game day is there taking tomorrow. St. Mary's? He's yeah. taking St. Mary's. In Washington? I got Gonzaga. <laughs> what is he doing? Who you got? Really? This sounds like Jay Schrader all over again. Man. It sounds like Jay Schrader. And you in the Cleveland Browns. That's what it sounds like to me. Gonzaga's lost one time there in yeah. 800 million oh, games. By the way, it's a they revenge game. They can win by four. They can win by four. And I'm oh, that's, oh, it's, oh, okay. Uh, so plus five. Oh, you said five. Yeah, plus five. I'm still. <laughs> right. get, thank, thank you. you. Thank Doesn't you. Matter. Yeah. Line's you not going to come in. You can have six. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you an extra point. See, you're on the Zags too. <laughs> Is, is this the public that you're talking about right here? Peace out. He's he's the public. I John, be that John's guy. The square. John Q. Public. John Q. Public. <laughs> yes. John B. Square. Mr. Q. I'm Mr. Q over here. Mr. Q. Mr. Q. P. It's funny. My old Corgi used to call me Q. P. <laughs> Quite possibly the best athlete at CNN Sports when I worked there. Q. P. That was my nickname. So B. Sal, we're. Basically, week and a half away from the WCC tournament here of New Orleans. We'll probably see Mountain West as well. Mountain West, a couple weeks away. Pac-12, Big West at the Dollar Loan Center. You already know, man. Besides boxing, I stopped playing hoop because I've been boxing so much. But you know I love hoop. All right. Love who? So you're off today, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. What's what's happening in News 3 for you after the weekend, man? What do you got? Well, um, besides crying, because I, yeah. You should have brought the camera down today. For This is your, this should be Sunday sports night right here. Today. <laughs> we should do sports night yeah, from here. Right here. In, in the sweats. And Absolutely. The, in the sneakers. Yeah. Um, no, we got a lot going on this weekend. You know there's a first home game taking place here in Las Vegas. You know what I'm talking about? The, the XFL. Vipers. Oh. Tonight. Yeah. No, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tonight. I like Jay said it was tonight. No, it's Saturday. It's I Saturday. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Cashman Field, man. Yeah, and Cashman Field's right by the station. So, you know, your guy Jesse's a huge football guy. He played college football. He loves football. Doesn't matter what kind of football, he's pumped about that. So, we got the XFL uh, home opener, mm-hmm. the Vipers, the DC Defenders. Mm-hmm. You know, those real popular teams that you, you like to read about. <laughs> you're, you're placing all kinds of bets on them. Uh, so, that's going on this weekend. Uh, the Lady Rebels, they're still. Uh, oh, no, no. The Golden Knights, they play on Saturday. It's true. Against Dallas. Exactly. I think I'll, I'll be out there, I think, for exactly. that one. Exactly. Is that your game? game? There you go. All right. And the VGK are back up uh, tops in the Western Conference again. How crazy Big is win. that? Big yeah. win last night. Yeah. We could Huge. get a... We could end up with a goalie controversy whenever this ends. This is true. No goalie controversy Thompson, at all. Thompson and Broussard? Broussard's yeah. been sharp. Yeah. It is two starts. One was against Chicago. The game that they lost. They they shouldn't have, yeah, they should not have lost. Worst yeah. team in hockey. But then last night they really sh- they didn't deserve to win last night's game. They, you are they, correct, they, sir. You're they right. win, they win the game they shouldn't have, and they lost the game they should. So, yeah. B. Sal, I know that you and I both are big proponents of Lindy LaRock in the Lady Rebels. She's the man. She is the bomb. How are you going to do this in three seasons? I know. Three seasons. You got a ranked team uh, with seven, 16 in a row. 17 in a row now. 17 they just in a row. Won. Yep. 17 straight games. And the big thing, I talk to her about this. I say this every time I'm on the air. Lindy LaRock from Las Vegas. Desiree Young from Las Vegas. Yes. Essence Booker from Las Keep Vegas. Keep them home, baby. Justice Etheridge from Las Vegas. Yeah. That's, I mean, they're big, na- they're big guns. Right here, born and bred in Las Vegas, and she's doing it, man. Like I, I, I took my girls to go watch them play. 
had them go down and get a picture with Lenny the Rock. And it's great. When I, I put my girls, I say, "Can you take a picture, please?" She looked at me, double take. Brian, you're here on your day off. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, yeah. I, I support the girls." She was like, "Oh, thanks." She she was really pumped about that. Yeah. I was like, "No, she's great." Yeah, they play good basketball. I like watching them play. All right, guys, we got to hit some NFL here. Uh, just up, update some of the uh, <laughs> the breaking news, I guess, so to speak, if you want to call oh, it that. I, I know, know where you're going. I know where you're going. You think so? Yes. Russell Wilson. Dang. You hear about this story? No, that's not what I think. Okay, we're going to come to your story. <laughs> Russell Wilson uh, is wanted Pete Carroll fired when they were in Seattle. This thing has got uh, – I got a problem with his journalism. I really do. Oh, wow. It, you not know, Russell Wilson, but the journalism. Well, pretty much because we don't know if this is factual or not. Russell Wilson saying that he never said this, and, and the quote from Russell Wilson said, I never wanted uh, – Pete Carroll fired. He goes. I, he goes. All I would wanted to do is win. He goes. I've always had respect for them. Pete Carroll was a father figure to me. And then they said a lot of this was behind that he went to management and said fire Pete Carroll and hire Sean Payton. This was you know his last year in oh, Seattle. Wow. So uh, a lawyer for Wilson has also disputed this report. They said it's entirely fabricated. Uh, I believe it uh, came out with The Athletic, I I believe it was. Wow. Um, Yeah, so uh, media previously reported on the tense relationship between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. That's been reported by a lot of people. His tenure tenure there in uh, Seattle. Sources describing this is what led to the eventual you know breaking point for uh, Wilson to leave and for Seattle to to trade him. So... um, but here's this. So now we know Sean Payton is the new coach in Denver, yes. right? Remember, I covered him. That's right, you did. And uh, so uh, Wilson's first season with Denver last year, we are now hearing th- this story uh, that there were players, coaches, and staff members questioning some of the control that Russell Wilson had. Um, Included weekly private meetings with the offense held by Wilson, an office for Wilson located away from his teammates, uh, you know, a la Barry Bonds. That's what the used to have with the Giants uh, yeah. back in the day. A la Tom Brady yeah. in New England. Um, suggestions from Wilson to Nathaniel Hackett to add uh, to the game plan and, and play calling and all that sort of thing. Well, Sean Payton uh, got some of the word of this when he was introduced as the Broncos head coach, and he said he's already stifled some of Wilson's power yeah. when uh, Payton said at the introductory news conference last week that uh, Wilson's personal quarterback coach, uh, Jake Heaps, will no longer be uh, welcome in the Broncos f- uh, facility. Sean that. Payton said this. He goes, I'm not too familiar with uh, that and about what uh, Wilson you know, having heaps in the building with access to, you know, past season. He goes, but he goes, that's foreign to me. He goes, that's not going to take place here. I'm unfamiliar with it then. He goes, but our staff will be here. Our players will be here. And that will be it. Uh, Peyton also promised that Wilson and all the Broncos players would be held, uh, you know, to this standard. Uh, here's a quote from Payne said, you have law and order, as Bill Parcells would say. You come in with this, and this is how we're going to teach it. This is how we're going to meet. This is how we're going to practice. Discipline, toughness, and the football makeup is going to be the real important aspect to who is going to be a Denver Bronco. Uh, there is an element of discipline. There is an element of toughness. And look, he goes, it's not for everyone. I know what it looks like. I know what it doesn't look like. And sometimes... We're not asking. Sometimes it's non-negotiable. Don't you love to hear a coach say that? Yeah, I mean, he comes in, and I, I like when a coach says that when it's proven that 
his way works. Mm-hmm. And I only say that just because we've seen a we've seen multiple coaches come in with that mindset, a la um, in Detroit with a I can't remember the guy's name that's now Dan back. Campbell. No, no, back it's in a, New England now. Oh, back in New England. Uh, who's the um, Matt Pat- Patricia. 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 Yeah. Patricia going to Detroit right. and putting the law down and mm-hmm. trying to do all this. Right. You've never won a game before. You know what the heck you're doing. Yeah. Like and he he flamed out. A la here in 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 Las Vegas with um uh with McDaniels and the fact that he's trying to do somewhat of the same thing. They changed a whole bunch of stuff over there with the Raiders and whatnot. And thus far it has proven to be unsuccessful. And say what you want about Derek Carr and whatever. But he had a horrible season this year. He didn't have a horrible season last year. You know, what changed? Right. So, um, but I, I, will, I will say this. Sean Payton, he's a proven commodity. His way of the highway, his way works. Listen to what he has to say. Right. His way got Drew Brees into the Hall of Fame. His way, you know, won a Super Bowl down in Miami uh, in, against Peyton Manning. You know what I mean? So, yes, I do like hearing that from people who have um, – who have the credentials to right. be like that. All right, more news. Uh, Bobby Wagner and the Rams parted ways. After huh. one season with the Rams, Wagner is out. He's only 32 years old. Come to Vegas. I know, right? Man. Right? Is, now, we hear all this talk about, oh, getting Aaron Rodgers or getting somebody else. Get somebody on defense. Thank you. Bobby Wagner <laughs> is a game changer, right? He is a ball player. Yeah. A ball player. Yes, get Bobby Wagner. Uh, it just didn't work for him there. Aaron and especially – you know, the Rams coming off that Super Bowl, they just did not look like the, the same team last year. And you just see that Wagner was frustrated. Wagner had a heck of a year. How about he played, played all for 17 a coach games? that didn't want to know, didn't, didn't know whether or not he was going to return or not? Yeah, thank you. Forget that. How right? you, you won the Super Bowl and you're, what is he, like 24 years old? <laughs> I got underwear older than all right, the quick, head coach. Quick, <laughs> quick thoughts on, the, on Raiders, which way they're going to go. Man, uh, I know we thought about this before, but yes, I used to think got? Brady. Uh, I don't. I don't believe they're going to get him anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> Garoppolo to me is top of the list. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. man, please. Like, yeah. I, I don't. Why do you want Aaron Rodgers right now? And mortgage the farm and all that stuff. Yeah, he's got one good year, maybe left. Exactly. Forget but if yeah. every year he's going to yeah. go into the dark, sunken place. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. Yeah. Get Garoppolo. You have a backup because Garoppolo's only going to play six games. You got. You got two Patriot guys. <laughs> you got Stidham. You got Garoppolo. Call it a day. Call it a day. Be happy with that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're on the same page. Are we on the same Of course we are, yep. man. Great minds think alike, there right? There you go. <laughs> All right. B-Sal, we appreciate you being here. Yeah, man. I appreciate well. you having me down, man. I, anytime. Because you invite me, and I'm, it's always... Well, schedule-wise. Great know, time so. slot, yeah. but if this were on Mondays, I'd be down here all the time because yeah. I'm off on Monday. <laughs> there you go. You know what I mean? And my wife is off Monday, so there's no, there's no question who's going to pick up the kids. That's okay. So, but yeah, thanks for having me down here, man. I got to see Jay. We got to come hang out. Uh, there it is. That's what it's all about. There yeah. It is. All right, Marco. We'll... Uh, you got St. Mary's or not? Or is this? Got, a, I got St. Mary's. We got your bet. We got, we got, we got, we got a food bet. We got, we got Marco got Polo over yeah, here, yeah, man. Yeah. I, uh, he's he's lost. Marco Polo. Marco. Where, right. is he, where is he? I want to thank uh, Jay Cordegay, of course, for joining us. Our great host here. We're here, of course, each and every Friday here at the Westgate Las Vegas Inside the World Famous uh, Super Book. So appreciate him, John Murray, all the whole gang, everybody here at the Westgate XFL. Uh, that it, looks like the Vipers up there on the big screen. Yeah, yeah. And top play number seven. Oh, that was interception going the other way. Yes, Pick six. Yes, That's what that was. was. <laughs> Go see the Vipers. Go check them out tomorrow at Cashman Field, all right? All right, Marco, we'll check you on Monday. Go check out Marco at wagertalk.com. Got plenty of college plays, uh, the NBA, NHL as well. So good luck, my man. Look forward Thank to you. seeing you on Monday. 
rehashing St. Mary's Gonzaga. Yeah, <laughs> looking forward to that. <laughs> I just said we're going to rehash it. I love it. It's a big game. I love it. It's a big it. game. All right. I love it. Be south, be world, brother. Appreciate you. For Numchuck back in the studio, yes, TC sir. saying so long. And remember to go to the website if you miss any part of the show at tcmartinshow.com. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you Monday at 2. Peace.